Galaxy of Film presents. Then fucking go! What's up, Galaxy of Film fans out there and people who just tune in the fucking podcasts? I am your host today for this LFG episode, Danilo. Uh, today we'll be talking about Robert Eggers' first film, The Witch. We covered his last, his most recent two um, last Thursday on the main show. But this week and this LFG episode, we're going to talk The Witch. Uh, I believe it was exclusive to Netflix, if I remember correctly. No, it was A24. I don't give a fuck. All right, and we have a few guests here. Um, first off, Jake. Jake has been on the podcast multiple times. He's on Mayhem Pictures. Jake, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Excited to talk the witch. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I have some pure leaf tea here again. Hopefully I don't spill it on the laptop and make my keyboard all sticky. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the last. That's what she said. And we're joined by our man from Drink the Movies or In the Movies. I don't fucking know because I can't read, but he does write for a website. Alexander Reams. Alex, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm excited to talk about The Witch and not even five minutes in, we already have an F-bomb. I think that's a new record for me, love. It is. I, I love swearing on the podcast. We know, we know. Because that means certain. it's a, for a certain audience out there. So if you're a niche audience, thank you. If you're not, I could care less. Like always, we have content out there for you guys. Uh, on the YouTube channel, Max has dropped a short film or a short little project he did about summoning the devil i don't really think that's what it is about but just go watch it uh it's good and obviously we're on instagram and twitter but more importantly we're going to be going to star wars celebration in the next three weeks i believe um and we're gonna have a blast down there so check out the youtube channel galaxy film productions so after that nice tps report of uh information that you guys just got we're going to talk about robert eggers the witch this thing came out in 2015 starring Anya Taylor-Joy, and that was about the only notable name in the entire fucking film, and that's what got eyes on it, and it was about a baby, a pilgrim, what is this, 19th century, 18th century, 17th century? 16th century. 16th, 15th, sometime, pilgrims, they're fucking pilgrims, and they're just chilling around in this little fucking town, and Anya gives birth to some fucking kid, and then the kid goes disappearing, and then everyone starts losing their mind, they're like, what happened to our little baby? And there was a lot of hype around this movie. A lot of people saw it. A lot of people didn't. Um, this was, I think, when horror started to get right back into the forefront. Um, I think Hereditary came out after. Get Out came after as well. But this is what really started this new wave of horror, um, in my opinion. Uh, we're just going to go around, just casually talk about this movie for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Who really gives a fuck? You guys will, you guys will listen. And when we stop, we'll stop. Jake. What were your impressions going into this movie? Do you remember? Do you remember when this was like a big thing back in the day on Netflix? I remember like people would watch it and it was it was like people people some people were very disappointed because it wasn't like traditionally like scary. Um yeah, yeah. it just sort of like sticks with you and like kind of takes its time to like kind of get on your skin. Um so it took me a little while to come around to it, but once I started like kind of getting into like A24 and and a lot of these kind of like uh more subtle horror films that aren't like super jump scare in your face uh this and like the babadook were like two of the first ones that i like really kind of latched on to on netflix um so uh, yeah at first when i saw it i was like i don't know about this like i don't there 
very hard to understand with their kind of their dialect and stuff like that and the way they talk. Uh, so I was a little like took a couple of viewings for me to really be like, I appreciate this movie and I really like it. Um, but it instantly kind of like stuck with me as like this kind of creepy, like very atmospheric and um, to the point, uh, ho- like subtle horror film. Um, and while it wasn't super in your face and I was a little bit like, well, this isn't really going to keep me up at night. I was still very like, this is a good, well-made film though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Alex, how about you? Uh, what were your first impressions when you were watching this for the first time back in 2015? Oh man. I actually didn't see it until like 2017 or something like that because of my age, okay. um, I knew it was, I knew it was something special because my dad bought the movie without seeing it. So I already knew I had some high expectations because he never does that. And I was not let down in the slightest. So just like going out of the movie, I was kind of like, this was awesome. And Black Phillip is a national treasure. Yes. I, um, I started this because I remember a lot of people from school were talking about it. This was something, in my opinion, that like really got popularized on Netflix for my area, um, I remember a lot of people were just asking me if I watched the new horror movie on Netflix called The Witch, Vavitch, you know, because it's like two Vs or whatever the fuck. Um, remember, I was very hesitant because I'm like, this looks very, very boring. This doesn't really look like something that's, I don't know, um, film like spectacular and doesn't look like it's this horror genre. It reminded me of that other A24 movie, which I forget what it was. They come at night or whatever. Yeah, that one. It's more, yeah, it comes in that like it's much more subtle. It has its moments, but it's not full on horror. Um, and like you said, the Babadook as well. I remember I, I saw that, and I really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, I watched this, and I was like, like you said, they are very hard to understand. But I think this is where when I was I don't know, I don't know how old I was. I think it was like 16, 17, I believe. I think it was a bit late to the party. Um, it was very like it was interesting I, I was like glued to the set to the the television set or the screen so I was like I want to know like what is going on I'm trying to figure everything out like what does all this mean why are they doing this um, I only had problems like understanding them but you know who fucking cares but you saw Robert Eggers like filmmaking style in this and then it made me way more excited for the lighthouse um, I remember I was really excited for that when that was about to come out because it was like I didn't know what the witch was about and I enjoyed that I didn't know what the trailer meant at all for the lighthouse. And I really, you know, I wanted to see that, like something about his filmmaking, his style, this like spectacle he does with like fantasy really intrigues me with all his projects. I was really excited to see it. Um, But yeah, no, this one was very slow. It's like a slow burner kind of horror movie, in my opinion as well. It's not something that keeps on jumping out at you. Um, You're not really having a lot of beats. You're hitting certain beats, but it's just not like this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. It's more taking its time with the story, um, which is his style, as we see with his next two films, um, obviously. But uh, yeah, Jake, what else did you like about this film, man? Was there anything anything special? Did you like the relationship on your head with her family and everything like that? Yeah, I liked the, and those two like insufferable little kids the whole time running around, just yeah. like, you know, yelling. Um, they were they were a lot of fun. And then, yeah, Black Phillip, iconic. Um, and to add on to what you were saying, it's like, it is a slow burn, but I think it's like, it's, it's, it's an hour and a half. It's not too long. So I think it's like perfectly paced and it's like, they pack it in with like 
it, it, there's no fat on this, you know, it's very like kind of streamlined despite it being very like kind of takes its time with the story and really gets into it. So it's like one of those like weird movies where it's like, it's kind of slow, but it's like perfectly paced and it's like, very, it's like the perfect runtime. Um, and I just love how like Eggers is like, so like set on like authenticity and like how it needs to be very accurate historically. Um, I mentioned this last week, but I read like an interview, like I think they were probably talking to him for the Northmen and, and he's like talking about how he was like heartbroken that they fed, that the whatever breed of goat they were going for went like extinct or something. So he like had to get something that was like kind of close and it like ate away at him for such a long time uh, or something like that. I can't maybe story might be a little botched there, but like just seeing his like care um, and like his, you know, precision with everything is, is, is really on display here and, and in all of his films, but particularly here as he's getting started. Um, and even now he'll talk about it and he's like, I'm not like really like, he's not super happy with the, with the witch um, now, like when you read interviews and things like that, there are things that he's like, I would have changed this. And I think it's very inspiring to hear a filmmaker talk about that stuff because we don't really see that a lot where it's like, they look back on their work and they're like, yeah, with what I have now, I probably would have done this because like, you know, the people that are trying to get into films and, and, and making films are going to run into that where they look back on the thing that they watch and like, oh, this is like cringe and like, you don't really want to watch it and you have a hard time watching it. That's Robert Eggers. And this is a great movie. So like, imagine like what he wants to do and like how he's grown as a filmmaker. It's fantastic. So I think that's very inspiring to have him like come out and talk about that stuff. But yeah, like all the performances are really good. I love the dad. He's got like that. He's like, I think he's in the green Knight. He has like a small role in uh, the Northman as well. Okay. Um, he's great. Like he's got this like super like thick accent, like we were saying. And like, he just draws you in and, and he like kind of anchors the whole family. And I thought he was great. Yeah. yeah. I, I did enjoy the dad. Um, for me, Anya was the big standout in this. I don't, I don't think I saw any of her previous work. Um, I think this was the thing that really did, you know, put her on the map, just like it did with Eggers. And I was just blown away by it because she looks so young in this. And I don't know how old she was. Um, we're going to be looking that up right now. How old was Anya Taylor-Joy in The Witch? Oh, look at that. She was 18. Wow. Good for you. I think she gave a great performance. Um, that's something that really stood out to me. That's something I did take. Um, obviously, you know, you take the story with you. But that was something I was like, man, I hope she get, gets put in more of these... Uh, weird kind of movies you know not these like traditional dramas and horror movies but these special projects um regardless of what director it is um just needs to find the right one and you see in my opinion i had a uh, conversation with my coworker at work the other day i was like in my opinion she does great work with him i'm not a fan i wasn't a fan of last land soho um i enjoyed it i just wasn't that big of a fan of it and i don't think she gave as good of a performance as she could under eggers uh directing i think robert eggers and her are very very close they understand each other and when you look back at this project you see how it's how that's very apparent you know she I think she takes a lot of his cues right the directing obviously you know complimented her performance her performance obviously complimented directing and I think for someone at 18 like that you know that, that that says a lot about the director and the young actress who's just coming into this new world of you know horror and film and everything like that Alex how about you man who was a big standout for you in uh, in this little film for me, it was the dad, Ray Fennison. Okay. 
Um, he was the Green Knight in the Green Knight, by the way. Um, yeah, he was the big standout for me. I I had already heard a ton of buzz about Anya Taylor Joy, so I knew she was going to be good. But I hadn't really heard of Innocent before, and seeing him as the dad was just at moments it was like really heartbreaking. And like, it, which I and I'm just going to echo what y'all said about the performances and the performances compliment directing directing compliment performances. That is some of the best acting of like modern horror is in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. What do you guys um, think about the ending? Because obviously, you know, every horror movie has its big crescendo, and I think this ending really, uh, really obviously like solidified either if you like this movie, if you didn't, if you just didn't understand it at all, you know, like what the hell did you think? Um, Alex, what did you think of the ending the first time you watched this? Did you get it? Did you not get it? Did you have questions? Did you like it? I think I was just a little mind blown because I hadn't seen a horror movie in like that before. Like I hadn't seen like, you know, like the Wicker Man is inspiration for a lot of modern horror movie endings. Yeah. Um, I, I'd never seen something like that before. So I just was kind of like, what just happened? Rewound it, watched it again. And it's like, I, it's been over, it, it's been over four years since I've seen it. Before, and I still can't figure out the ending. Okay. Well, that's the same boat I'm in. I, I really, I kind of understand it. Um, what, what's your theory? Visual, my theory on the ending? Yeah, like what's your interpretation of it? I just think she was evil. You think she was really a witch the whole time? I do. I don't know why. I would just like to believe that. Just like how I thought well, you uh, weren't on for the, uh, the Lighthouse episode, but just how I said William Defoe was always crazy. Uh, that was my interpretation. I think she was always uh, part of the the witch, you know, this entire time as well. Right. And Jake, how about you with that ending? What, what did you make of it the first time you gave it a watch? And then on rewatches, did anything really change or were you just kind of uh, just sticking to your original idea? I would say like initially when I first saw it, it did kind of like take me out. I was like, whoa, what, like, that's it. It was kind of like one of those things where it was like, um, I really liked like the little conversation she has with Black Phillip, but, um, and, and like how creepy he sounds and like that voice actor, or I think he even like appears because there's like an actual person that comes next to her, which really freaked me out upon rewatch because like, I forgot that there was like a person that comes in. So I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, so that kind of tripped me up, but like the voice was really creepy and menacing. Um, and like a lot of that, it's like those like whisper. He's like right up to the mic. It's like, oh my God, it feels, it feels like he's like in the room with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very effective. But like after that, you know, once then she goes and joins all the other witches or whatever she's doing, um, she just goes to like a fire or something, right? And then she floats in the air. And then it yeah, is, yeah. Um, as far, yeah, I don't know if she was like always in on it, but I do think at a certain point, because they're like secluded and like kind of on their own and where they live i feel like there was something where um they somehow maybe there was some sort of arrangement made between anya taylor joy and the witch or these two little kids just really got into some shit um and like they're the reason all this shit happened um and then they just are making these stupid deals with the with the goat but um I, yeah, I, I do think at the end of the day, it, it kind of starts and ends with Anya Taylor-Joy, even though 
I don't think she always kind of had that in mind um, with the baby disappearing. I don't think she was like sacrificing the baby or anything like that. I think it was like, initially it was like well-intentioned, but then like as the movie progresses and she's locked in the barn with the, with the goat and the two kids, I think then it started to get demonic and then it started like to kind of to pick snowball into the ending. Okay. She kind of, she kind of got, um, entranced by it and then she kind of was just like well yeah i mean let's do it so i think that's that's my how i think about it but i'm not sure okay okay and alex you asked me uh, my interpretation what's uh what's your interpretation of the ending mine was that she was in on it from the get-go and all those accusations at the beginning of the movie were right and that she's i think she was actually sacrificing the kids i took them like the darkest route with this like i Everything that can go wrong did go wrong in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of like Michael Bay's ambulance. We're not, not tonight. Please, not tonight. I'm not, I'm not in the mood. Jake, what you were talking about with the uh, whispers right up to the mic, sound design has always been one of areas, Eggers of like peak performance. So I mean, that that's really where you got I think he's used the same uh, sound people for all three of his films. Awesome. Yeah, I hope so, because it's all great. I mean, he's used a lot of the... He was, I was surprised at how many of his like creatives that he's been working with a while, how many of them on for the Northman. I know. It was, like a, it, was like a, it was like a beautiful... like we All we needed was Pattinson, and then we would have had like everybody. No. Mm, actually, yeah, I think you're right, because... Katie Dickey, Ray Finneson, Taylor Joy, Defoe, yeah. Aside from like the kids and stuff, like the little boy. Well, I, mean, I don't count that. Yeah, me neither. But we don't need the crazy. kids in there. No. I'm I'm talking about the important people in the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> the kids. Anyway, um, I don't know what else there is to talk about this movie. It's like uh, like you guys said, it's a pretty you know, one hour, one and a half hours. Uh, not really a lot to discuss. Um talk about our theories on the ending which is obviously what everyone takes away from this movie really at the end of the day you know you watch it up to that and you're like okay now what um that was like that was my first uh, impression i was like was this really the ending but who knows but then you go on youtube google or you listen to galaxy of film and you hear great theories um alex do you have any closing remarks about the movie any uh final opinions about it um anything like that um i think this is one of the best horror movies of the 21st century um, it came out in a perfect year for like a big horror resurgence. When it hit theaters, it was like Conjuring 2, uh, Blair Witch, Don't Breathe. There were just a slew of great horror movies that year. And what would you, what would you rate this? And then where would you rank this in his uh, filmography? Oh, for me, this is a uh, Coruscant. And it's also my favorite. Oh, okay. oh wow. It, All right. So for me, it goes... Um, which Northman, I mean, which lighthouse Northman, Northman hasn't been out long enough for me to like fully like grasp it. And so that I just, just because it's this recent, it has to go at the bottom because I don't think you can really, you, you need a couple of years for Robert Eggers. All right. All right. Sounds good. And Jake, how about you? Where, uh, which overall ranking final thoughts? And then where would you rank this film in his, in his three? I think um, it was a really solid, especially when you look at like, like, um, I don't know if he's had, if he did like short films or something like Ari Aster did, but like, as far as like a 
feature film debut. It's really solid. I think like he he did a great job with like setting a mood and like creating this like really tense atmosphere. Um, and he sets it up right in the beginning where they're kind of like cut off from everybody. And then like, it just takes you on this like very subtle low key ride, but like by the end of it, it's all about how you finish. And I think this movie ends very strong. And I think it, it opens up interpretation like we've been discussing. And I think that was like part of that resurgence in horror movies where you watch it and it's not for everyone. And you know, you watch it, you watch this, you watch it comes at night, you watch hereditary you watch uh, the Babadook and you go back and you look at the whole thing with that ending in mind where you're kind of like, I, did that do anything really? And then you like think about it and you're like, well, and then that's where it kind of separates the mass audiences from like people that like want to discuss film and like, you know, really dive into it as opposed to like pleasing a crowd. I think that's, that's like, that stands the test of time. And that's what we need to look for in these movies. Um, so I really like it. I think it is my least favorite of his just because just because of those things, you know, like the, the little kinks that you see here and there. I do think it's really strong, though. I would give it a, a best spin. Um, just like as I as I rewatch it, I like it more every time I do. Every time I rewatch it, I like it a lot more. So I think like for me, because I've only seen it like three or four times now. So I think like as I age and like as his filmography also comes up with him I think like if this one continues to like stand the test of time and it's like one of these things where you keep coming back to it and you're just like damn like that was really that was really spot on I just think like those these last two especially combine all these different elements to make like a richer experience for me anyway but this one was really solid um and I love like the kind of color of it like it's like this bleak like very ugly look I thought that was really great and it looks like very dark and just and it looks like the 1600s it's 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 fantastic that's another thing he like every time he like with color and like all these different like filmmaking aspects like the lighthouse looks like it was made a long time ago and this looks like it looks like a different era it's really cool um but but I, yeah I really like it best one for me um and as far as ranking goes uh which, as I said, is probably on the bottom for me. And then I really, Northman really did something to me. But Lighthouse and Northman, I'll, I'll put Lighthouse on top for now. Okay. And then Northman right there in the middle. All right. Uh, that, yeah, for me, it's a solid um, Bespin as well. I really enjoyed this film. Um, I put it, I do put it um, in the middle, Lighthouse, the the Witch, and then the Northman. I, I was not that big of a fan of the Northman, um, but just echoing your guys' point, yeah, this is what really, I don't know, took, it really made an advancement, in my opinion, with film. This, The Babadook, all those movies, because, you know, you always get your films that end like this, you know, like, this is the ending, not up for interpretation. I think once, like, 2015, 14, 15, 16 started rolling around, we started getting these more, you know, different type of filmmakers who came out of the woodworks telling new horror stories. And it started with the genre and horror where, you know, it, it's your the endings interpreted up to you. And then it's a movie that you guys will discuss, talk about for times for, you know, years to come, months to come, what have you. Uh, that'll determine, you know, how popular it was and if it's like a cult classic or whatever. And so I, I applaud this movie for that. You know, like it, this is his first film and he he was part of the first filmmakers to start this new movement uh, when it came to making films and the endings and everything like that. And yeah, speaking of the color, the color upset me the first time I watched it. I was like, 
this looks like this was shot on like a film kids uh school camera like it's it's so bland and bleak but you know i imagine that's how the 1600s were it's not you know fucking daisies and everything's fucking vibrant shit like that so yeah best been best been for me um it was a good film i do like robert eggers as a director um even though i didn't like northman i am excited to see where it'll where he'll go next after that but i believe that wraps up our conversation here short one about the witch but that's okay we talked about everything we need to talk about if you haven't seen the witch go watch it fucking idiots alex you have been on the podcast many times where can our listeners find you you can find me twitter and instagram at aw dreams that's a-w-r-e-a-m-s at letterbox at cinephile opinions and writing articles on drink of the movies covered another film festival so uh, look out for coverage coming from Hotbox. Awesome. That sounds lovely. And Jake, where can our listeners find you? Uh, as always, Instagram at Jakey Lemon and uh, YouTube Mayhem Pictures. Awesome. Why Galaxy of Film appreciates you two guys coming on to talk about The Witch. Short episode. Good little horror movie, though, from A24. And as always, guys, you can follow Galaxy of Film on basically every single podcast platform there is. Just type in Galaxy of Film. We have a YouTube channel called Galaxy of Film Productions. Be sure to subscribe to that. Check out some of the videos. Max does some vlogs. I drop some short films. He drops some short films. And there's and if we're doing something big, there's always an announcement there. So be sure to subscribe to that to keep in touch with what's going on in our lives. Oh, shout out to anyone who's uh, listening from the Eggers episode last week i didn't get fired um but we'll save that for the main show i'll talk more about that but i'm very close to i am very close to and as always thank you guys for listening be sure to uh, follow subscribe like whatever the hell you guys do on all those podcast platforms we are on all of them so be sure to do that thank you guys for listening thank you jake and alex for joining and we will see you guys for the main show on thursday we'll see you soon. Peace, peace, peace.